Journeyman Chronicles. All right, Journeyman Chronicles, we have made it to episode number 10. My wife and I just got back from spending some time at Ocean City, Maryland for our five-year wedding anniversary. We kept it simple. Kept it low-key. Stayed at we stayed at what uh, the commander, the commander, the commander, commander, the commander. Right. Nobody was there. No. It was Everything I always wanted. Super windy to the point where it was a little cold. Uh, but just a ghost town. Boardwalk was empty. Made it to a spot called Shenanigans. Got some beer, got some food, had a good time, low key. And um, this episode of the Journeyman Chronicles is dedicated uh, to the journey, to my wife and I. So she joins me in talking about a lot of what uh, took place when we got back together and how we decided to continue our life together the surprise wedding that we pulled off uh, surprised everybody. So while we were there, we noticed a lot of signs in regards to the number five. There was a huge sign on the boardwalk, the number five in reference to nothing above $5. So I was assuming it was some sort of like five below on the boardwalk. What was it before that? We saw something else with the number five. Can you remember? There was something else. We had the starfish, the mural of starfish in our room. Five points. Five points. There was something else with the number five. Was a bunch. We kept seeing that number. I thought it was pretty cool. Just went for, for the night. Left yesterday around 3.30. Came back today around 3.30. Uh, like I said, low key. You got to do that. It was fun. I suggest you with your significant other go and have some quality time. And of course, when we come back, you're, you know, if you're like us, you're coming home to packages that are sitting at your front door from Amazon. Uh, And my wife had ordered a bunch of boots (laughs) for everybody in the family, which was very nice, very loving. Winter boots. They're just snow boots. Right. They're not like everyday boots. No, no, no. Yeah, winter boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're always... I think Alexandra is the only one that ever really has official snow boots. Oh. We always just make it... We always just... Everybody else is just slapping we're around. Just, we're just I'm the only screwed. One that's comfortable. She's always got the nice, the nice kicks for the winter. And I think she just got tired of looking at us <laughs> these past four years and said, this winter, I'm going to hook you guys up. So the kids got boots all the kids and um, mine are still not here. So we decided to find out what's going on. My wife ordered uh, through Amazon, ordered some Nautica boots. This was really rare because we typically tend to do this before we make a purchase, but I did. It had good we star ratings. Okay. Yeah. But there's a lot of bad reviews. I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't see it. you're focusing on those. I just, so we're going, you know, you know, it's like a, it was rabbit a rabbit hole. You, you above f- four stars, the boot rating. You find out, oh, it's, it hasn't been shipped yet. Okay. You look it up. 
So I'm looking at it. And I'm like, well, let me look at the reviews. There's a lot of bad reviews for this boot. <laughs> Some of them are pretty hysterical. And if, uh, if anybody, maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys don't do this, but my wife and I tend to just entertain ourselves by reading Amazon reviews because some of them are just fucking dumb. We sound so lame. Here's one that uh, from, uh, well, I'm not going to say who the name of the person. Let's just call this person. Anonymous. We'll just call this guy Marty. Okay. Because I don't want to say the full name. Okay. Marty says he gives it a one out of five star. Uh, and look, I pay attention to these reviews. So I see a one star. I want to know why. The name of the review is, and I'm not lying, these boots are like a replica of real boots <laughs> created by people who don't wear shoes. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I'm gonna read it again because I'm trying to understand. It's like a movie. It's like he's pitching a movie to Universal Studios. This movie is about boots Created by people who don't. These boots are like a replica of real boots created by people who don't wear shoes. And he goes on to say, this is from March 5th, 2020. The sole is hard plastic. The toe box is very compressed because of the the thickness of the insulation. The insulation would be good in winter. However, the felt on the bottom of the shoe grabs hold of snow in a way I didn't think was possible. After a few steps in snow, I have had between one to two inches of snow and ice covering the bottom of the boot like a second sole. These may be the worst shoes I have ever bought. Even if I did not want to wear them in winter, the insulation is so thick that they would not work in any other season. So these shoes are not continuous through all four seasons, baby. (laughs) Um, and there's some good reviews, comfortable and warm, not for the snow. But the, the the reason why I'm bringing this up is because all the bad reviews are that they're not safe. And I think I think we should cancel this. I think we should cancel this order, babe. Noted. These snow boots are not made for the snow. Snow in quotes. After less than 10 minutes of use, these in quotes snow boots <laughs> developed a thick and potentially deadly layer of hard-packed snow ice that rendered them completely useless. Seriously, it was all ankle roll city. (laughs) Also, they are stiff and overly large at the instep and right in the toe box. They are pretty warm. So they could be useful winter boots if only one could use them in the snow. Now, here's my thing. You're making me look bad. Like I'm a bad. No, 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 babe. But no, there's there's a lot of good reviews. I'm just I'm just enjoying the humor of these bad ones. But here's the thing, like, like we we look at reviews and when we buy stuff online, we're looking at it thoroughly. But I have no idea what the fuck a toe box is. <laughs> Or an instep. Well, you should learn if you're a human that wears shoes. But I'm saying like, 
This is how you can tell these, that you don't buy shoes for yourself and I purchase all your I don't shoes. think it's that. I think a lot of people who do buy shoes for themselves, maybe they don't know what the fuck an instep is. Well, you probably should. You just buy, you just, you, you like shoes, you buy it, you order it. A toe box? I'm assuming that's where your toes are. Like the, Yes. But a box, there are no shoes that are square at the toe. Actually, there are a lot of them. I Like all the shoes I've ever owned around around because that's your style but can you imagine wearing like a lego shaped <laughs> that doesn't make sense a toe box a box why not toe toe front a toe bell or a toe front toe bell like a bell is curved that's stupid well, I mean, no bell. that's stupid that's stupid but that a toe box stupid. toe box is not no toe instep. box is instep way is that here toe bell? on the side but anyway so yeah we're going to cancel the nautica I, I don't know okay i'm canceling them here's one from <laughs> uh we'll call this person eddie l sounds like a real name <laughs> eddie l uh this is from december 18th of 2019 one star awful product only using them now to step out in the yard to take the trash out <laughs> no walking done how the fuck did you get it to the trash can if you weren't walking in them this is the worst feeling boot i've ever owned snow packs onto the bottom as you walk until you are actually lifted up another two or three inches in the air then you have to stop and kick the excess buildup of snow off before you can continue walking terrible snow uh, terrible boots i mean look i think uh, i think did you step out in them or did you not did you step out to take the trash out or did you not that's the question if you didn't if no walking was done why put them on eddie l what's happening what occurred fucking liars on amazon Mm -mm -mm. here's a good one this is a five-star review from i don't know it's it's spelled like yeah but with an l so we'll say leia (laughs) leia 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 uh five star true to size i purchased these for my son to work in most boots that say they are waterproof are not these are so far they've worked great they fit as expected most duck boots are not warm so he just wears thick socks with them so maybe these duck boots are not supposed to be warm i don't know but But i'm a little nervous you're supposed to keep your feet dry Exactly. But they're also a safety hazard, which is what a lot of people I'm are just complaining. just going to cancel them and you can keep wearing your sneakers or your FedEx. Maybe I wasn't complaining. I appreciated it. I'm just, we're, we're just reading reviews like we always do. <laughs> I am legit going to cancel the booze though. Kept my feet dry, but soles are slippery, no grip. So anyway, there's that. And we tend to do this a lot and we get a kick out of it. We do. Um, it is one of my favorite things that you do, actually. When you start reading these, it just always makes me laugh. And like I said, I think if anybody's ordering something online, you got to look at the reviews. You got to know what you're getting into. A lot of people will tell you what's what. And base your decision off of other people's experiences. Let somebody else's misfortune be your compass. You ordered, oh, you canceled the order. Yeah. I will continue to look for a size 15 snow boot 
that has high reviews. Well. As if that's not difficult. Anyway, I'm not going to look at these reviews now. You just hurt my heart. Did I ever tell you about the time that my dad was like, you know what they say about men that wear big shoes? Yeah, big socks. Yeah, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, this is the most uncomfortable moment of my life with my dad. Because I'm a daddy's girl. And I was like, don't ever do it. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Yeah, don't ever do that again, dad. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Very awkward. I don't know if I could joke around with my daughter like that. You know what they say about men with big shoes? Big socks, though. They wear big socks. I was like, oof. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> so, uh, getting ready to kick off our episode that we recorded and we listened to it on the way to the beach uh of course we're going to do some editing but we're pretty happy with what we got for everybody here right you're happy with this episode i love it i think we talked about some things that were some people knew about and some people probably didn't know the behind the scenes of our surprise wedding and how we got reconnected and stuff and if anybody's really interested about my life and your life then they'll find this episode interesting <laughs> you don't agree what yeah no i think it's gonna be great <laughs> i think it's fun i think it a lot of people people don't know that we had a surprise wedding fair enough it's kind of cool kind of cool to talk about how we where we came from and how that special day was for us well let's get right into this episode then would you like to introduce it since you're here with me? Sure. Go ahead. You do it however you want. Oof, that's a lot of pressure. I would suggest you just speak up a little bit. <clears throat> Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. Go. Episode 10 of the Journeyman Chronicles. How we got married. It's a surprise. Stay tuned. Stay continuous through all four seasons. Nailed it. Nailed it. Telling your uh, side of the story since it started with you. Oh wow! Yeah, let me do that. It Ooh. started. That's a lot of pressure. Oh now, now you've got the pressure, and now you now it's a little different. Well, where do you want me to start? Well, no, let, let's let's just talk about. Um, I mean, our anniversary Saw is you, on. Thought you were hot. Is on. Oh, is on the. <laughs> Our anniversary is on November 5th, which mm -hmm. is a couple of days away. Mm -hmm. um, Super significant date. October 2015, Friday, October 30th, which was when you originally, and we're, we'll go back and, and touch base and, and go into more detail, but October 30th of 2015 is a Friday. Mm -hmm. So that was trick-or-treat night. Mm -hmm. I remember being at work that night mm -hmm. and... Um, you had texted me, mm -hmm. but you originally had texted my old phone number the night before. Right. Right. So October 29th. It may have been even two nights. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go with the night probably before. Probably the night before. Um, so October 30th in the morning, I wake up mm -hmm. and it's just me in my apartment and I am uploading the last album that i recorded um i'm uploading it to whatever platform online oh i didn't even realize it was that yeah because i was gonna i was going to 
upload it on trick or treat night. It's pretty cool. I actually, I feel like, um, like I'm missing out or like, I'm like not really with the program because I didn't know that. And this is a vital part of our life. <laughs> well, yeah. So last album I wrote, everything burns. Yes. I love uh, that album. My, my intention was Halloween. I'll put that out. It's actually my favorite album of yours. Oh, the only really real album I ever recorded, too. Well, I think it's I got dope. other mixtape stuff, but... That was a really great story. But I'm at my desk, and I'm uploading it, and my sister, Veronica, texts me, or she either texts or calls me. I, she probably t- called me, because I can hear her voice now that I'm thinking back, and she's... We're talking just shooting the shit but she was she was kind of like hey did you did anybody call you or did you get a text and i'm like no and she's like i'm like uh she was being real like uh, what's the word i'm thinking of like play vague and and playing around but oh hearing right but she thinking, was like hey right thinking i was did you un- get a text I, thinking that i understood where she was coming from and i didn't i'm like what, what are you talking about and you're probably like, like get to her she's like i heard somebody like you got somebody got a hold of you or and i'm like who what are you talking about like get to it already and she's like alexandra and i'm like what okay okay so yes so, but let's back it up. If we're yeah. gonna tell the story, then well, let's, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah, let's let's tell the story for the fact that we had already dated. I don't I don't know that we ever talked about this. Yeah, I've talked about that in the last uh, my last hundred episodes, ten episodes. I think it was like the ground, by the way, the it's ground zero. Your episode. tenth episode. Yes, is my tenth. Super episode. props to you. I Very excited it, for made you it to the double digits. You did, and you have a. Very growing following in areas even outside of the U.S. So very small, but they're there. But they're there, and I'm very proud of you for it. So congratulations! Shout out, shout out to everybody in, in Malaysia. Kudos to you. Cheers. I think it's Malaysia. Yeah, we're gonna we'll do that. There you go. In Japan, y'all are cool. Canada's pretty popping. See, you're out here again on the map. Thank you to all the supporters. Okay, so, so now let me recap then real quick. Last In the last episode, we talked about how I got my apartment and you and I had already been dating, but we stopped. You broke up with me because I wasn't ready. Right. And, you weren't ready. And we... You needed that time for growth. We had um, very little, you know, that summer into the fall of 2014, we had very little... Uh, interaction we were kind of separating even more and more and then um you were invited to my sister's wedding which i was in and that was i saw you then after months of not seeing you and we had a good time there was some flirting there but you bounced Mm -hmm. and that was the last time that i saw you um in a year Mm -hmm. so you know you fast forward now october of my sister and David got Ronnie and David got married October of twenty of twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, you know, Halloween October twenty fifteen. Right. So I'm I'm you keep coming into my head, and I keep thinking about you for several I don't know weeks, and it, the feeling keeps 
getting stronger and stronger. And then I, if I remember correctly, I had a cold that was sick. Yeah, and, I remember something like that. Yeah. Or I was getting a cold. And it was trick-or-treat, which historically I spend with my mom. Pre-kids, I always spend it with my mom. When I was little, I found out as an adult that when I was little, my mom always put a little bit of wine in a coffee mug so she didn't know. So I didn't know that she was drinking wine. So we have this long-standing joke, Madeline, my best friend, my mom, and me, that she would pour a little bit of wine trick-or-treat night and put it in her cup and she would give out candy. And we would help her. So then, of course, then when we became adults, we did the same thing. So I'm at my mom's house. I had already been thinking about you. I'm having some wine in a coffee mug with my mom. And we're just hanging out and giving out candy to trick-or-treaters as they come in spurts. It was pretty chilly that night. So we were inside with, you know, the the screen door closed and the door open. And I decide that I'm going to text you. Actually, let me back it up. I was thinking about you, and I texted you the day before. Right. And you didn't respond. Mm -hmm. So then I'm with my mom, and all that happens, and I still don't have a response from you, which to me feels completely unnatural because since we started dating, you were always very responsive. I don't know. I guess in my heart of hearts, I have to admit that maybe it was bothering me. I don't know. makes me feel so vulnerable oh (laughs) yes i can be vulnerable and i think i ended up texting your sister and i was like talking to ronnie and i was like so random question i texted your brother and he didn't respond is he totally pissed off at me does he hate me and she was like oh and i was like what she was like about that don't tell him but he told me that if you ever texted me i was immediately to give you his new number but her and i had already been talking prior to this and i mentioned that i was thinking about texting you and she never told me that you changed your number so when i text her is he totally pissed off at me she's like right right he's gonna be so mad at me (laughs) this is just the way i think about everything in life if it if it didn't happen naturally it wasn't meant to be so when she tells me that i i respond that i'm like it's all right it's no big deal like i just feel like if i texted him and the number was wrong but i was already talking to you and you never told me maybe it just wasn't even meant to be for us to talk or for me to text him or for us to get back together and i don't want to interrupt his life she's like no you don't understand he's gonna be so mad at me (laughs) and i'm like okay but that's kind of like a you and felix issue not like a me issue i'm just going by like fate and life and how the world turns and she's like no 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 you you can't do that he's gonna be so mad so she sends me your number anyway. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. But like, I'm not going to text him. So her and I keep like chatting about whatever it is that we were chatting about 
that evening. And then I ended up deciding to text you anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, hope you don't hate me. <laughs> that was when I got when I got the text, I um, I was at work. And I ran to the break room. I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Because I was already, you know, and I when Ronnie talked to me and she was like, Alexandra. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, she's probably texting my old number. So she gives you my new number. So I was already like hoping that I was going to get a text, which I did. I got a text. <laughs> but that's at the end of... um so that's October, and the reason why we chose November 5th is because in November of 2015, which was a week later, we're looking at, okay, so it was it was November 6th. So we keep talking throughout the week. Right. We're texting back It's just and like, forth. it's totally rekindled. Yeah. yeah and natural. Just, yeah, we're just- and We're filling each other in. We're just, yeah. You were telling me about your apartment and how much growth you've had without- being boastful i no, think I'm, it was it, i'm not being facetious it was, no i didn't i'm not you know, i don't think you are i, I yeah I, i'm i i feel like i feel i was pretty guarded though i was we were i was enjoying the conversation i was just kind of like hoping something was going to happen but obviously i wasn't gonna be the first to be like let's meet up i didn't want to do that and then i think we were talking one night i left work and we're texting we texted the, I, the whole drive home. We're texting. This is Friday night. Probably like midnight, one in the morning. It was midnight at one in the morning. We were still talking. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was one. In, it was around one in the morning when you were when you were like, um, <laughs> our text conversations <laughs> turned into you calling me then. Okay. Yeah. So we were yep. then talking on the phone. And I was like, I want to see you. Yep. And I. Yeah, and I was uh eh, look at me making moves. Yeah, you made you made those moves. I was, I was like, pouncing. I was like, go ahead, come over here then. The Alexandra that you thought was unreachable. I was like all of a sudden I'm like, What's so up? Now I'm, now I'm super magnetic. I'm like <laughs> attracting you to me. Like, come on, girl. You have to come over here now. Cause I just got home from work. And then, <laughs> and then I was super nervous for like the next fifteen minutes. Right, because we only lived like 10, 15 minutes away from 10, each other. 15 minutes. I the li- irony. My of apartment that. was on Ruby Street in Lancaster City. I lived in Bet's Farm in Lancaster on the cusp of Millersville. Yeah, and Gable was it Gable, Gable Park? Gable Park. So I was. I already knew where you lived, so I had a good idea of you know when to expect you. And I'm just like, holy shit. This has been a year since I've seen you. A year and a half since we were like romantically involved. So everything that I had wanted up into that point, I was like, oh, this is really happening finally. Like I'm about to see her on a different level because I knew in my heart of heart we weren't like seeing each other to give each other daps. Mm -hmm. Like, how you been? You were texting me for a reason and I was welcoming it for a reason so i drive to your apartment it's crisp and chilly outside well we're describing the uh well it's not describing the the, you know i have a really bad memory and there isn't very many things that i remember and that's not ever at a diss to anyone or any moment i just often rely on the people 
that I most trust to fill me in on moments in my life. It's always a scary thing for me because I was worried I'm going to end up with dementia, but that's a whole other story for well, a well, different really podcast. We're really skewing off on a I know, I know. Different... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oof. But I remember that's a, that's a detail that's important to me because I remember that it was crisp and chilly. Mm-hmm. Similar to what it is now. Right. Very similar to what it is now. And I drove to your apartment and I find prime parking on Ruby Street. Very unheard of. Mm-hmm. I still remember where you parked. Yeah. At Right? Was it not good parking? Yeah. For Ruby Street at 1 a.m. Or whatever time it was. Right. <laughs> and I walk up to your apartment and I come into the vestibule and I can immediately smell you and I'm flooded with memories. I didn't know that part. Yeah. You could smell me already. Yeah. My FedEx smell or my... my... No, like like my handsome man smell. Oh, yeah, my handsome, your handsome FedEx smell. <laughs> uh, God bless you. You're I don't honest. know what you were smelling. No, about. it was like you, like you showered and you put your cologne on like you, like you always do. Yeah. And it smelled like you. And I'm in the hallway and... I knock on your door because you, I think you left the door unlocked for me in the vestibule. No. Because it was like a double door. Oh, yeah, yeah. I unlocked that door. Yeah. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah. Because we always lock it at night. Right. So it was like unlocked. So I come and I like knock on the door and you open the door and there you were. You invited me into your apartment. Well, no, I opened the door and I kissed you. No. Yes, I did. I N- kissed you right there. I yes, I did. did. Yes, I did. I opened the door, uh-huh. and then and you were standing there with the bottle of wine, and of you I said, and you said hi, but you said it like hi, and you said, and I said nothing. I grew, I walked right up to you and I kissed you right there. Yep. Okay, but at what point then were you like, what's your intention? Where are you coming with it? I didn't say that right then and there. I didn't say that at all. Really? Okay. So you kissed me right away. I kissed you right away. I mean, I remember the kiss. How do you remember the crisp, chilly air, but not when I... Because I just remember the kiss, and I remember the kiss being like... I kissed you right yep, there. I was, I'm exactly where I need to be. I kissed you like I was waiting for that for 18 months, okay. which well, is not long for, to me, for other people. To me, it felt like... It felt like forever. We walked into my apartment, and we sat down on my couch, and we opened the bottle of wine, and we just started... We kind of like went right back into like... Like how we no were. time had passed right and we just talked and we talked and we talked for hours and you had to work in the morning and you Oof. were there until until, so I had to work. until you had to go to work you yeah had to, you had to go i ended up going home shower. and showering and yeah. got dressed and went to work yeah anyway and i it, like i remember walking in there and us exchanging a couple of words and it being a very purposeful kiss like it wasn't like you caught me off guard it wasn't like it was uninvited it was like i was committed i was all in yeah no it, that's the kiss absolutely but that it took place you were standing in outside the doorway my door, in the hallway i walked it out into the hallway so maybe i just like transcended into i think foyer. i think the kiss just took you somewhere i think so too and you had an out-of-body experience i did that took you to the foyer mm-hmm apparently mm-hmm. so anyway so that it was, was just so impactful it was, was like 6th. like i was all in yeah 
I was. And so was I. I like came back into your life and I was all in. No, you were in yeah. a different headspace. I could tell that from talking to you. Mm-hmm. The time that I needed. Right. The time I had, that I, I said it. you needed, you had. Right. And you had such exponential growth during that time. And it was evident. It was evident in the way that you spoke. It was evident in the way you presented yourself. It was evident in what you had accomplished and what, wh- where your head was at into your next moves. It was evident in what you were doing to support your children during that phase in your life and in their lives. It just was so evident and it was that Yes, this is what I could see from you. And I just needed you to do it by yourself Mm -hmm. so that you knew that you could do it by yourself so that no one could ever take from you that you nailed it, that you did it, that you worked hard so that nobody could say, well, you're only here because you started dating someone and they helped you through it. Sure. So that nobody could say, well, you only did it because you're with Alexandra. Right. Because... Whether that's true or false, that could always be the downward default, which is not fair. No, not fair at all. And I needed you to have that. I needed you to have that growth. I needed your children to have that growth with you. It just it just needed to happen, and I knew that it needed to happen. So it was refreshing to me to come back and see that you did all of those things that I could already foresee you doing. I just needed to give you the space to do. Yeah. And I remember being like excited, like to catch you up on my life. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, look, you were right. You know, all the things you said, I did it. And I'm, you're right. It was, it was a very like a moment of commitment. It was like, I knew that was it. That point there mm-hmm. it was like, this is not going to be like last time. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't going to let that happen. But it was also very chill. It wasn't like we rushed. We needed to now. We have to catch up on a year and a half of not seeing each other. It was just. It was just so natural. I still love that apartment. Oh, my God. It's still. I was actually just talking to Kirsten about this the other day. It's still one of my favorite spaces. If I could. And I've said this to you before. If I could purchase that apartment. (laughs) And that could be our space for whatever it is that we choose to use it for. Maybe we'll buy it and it'll be our space for the podcast. Who knows? But (laughs) I just just love that space. It just was such a wholesome space. Yeah. That was just so vast from everything that you had described to me that you had before. Yeah. So it felt so sacred and I felt honored to be allowed into your sacred space. And so it became a sacred space for me. Yeah, because before you, I hadn't let, besides the kids, besides my family and my kids, there were, I never brought another woman in there. You know, and I was a single man for a year and a half. And I, that entire time I was in that apartment, I just... I never had any interest. So it was but very, even bigger was than very that. Sacred. It was very sacred. Cause that's what I meant was usually when you invite people in like that, 
then feelings can get the lines get blurred Mm -hmm. and then that sacred place isn't it's sacred to you still but there's like these like unnecessary memories that you i'm just grateful that i don't i never had those there Mm -hmm. in that apartment like the kids don't have that right the kids tell me that that they don't you know they didn't dread going there i mean i'm sure it wasn't you know fun sleeping on a sofa bed mm-hmm. or an air mattress when they were little but it's funny because when i was talking to kirsten about this just the other day and i told her that it's like literally one of my favorite spaces and i wish i could go back there and i wish we could own it she actually became very sentimental and she was like me too kaden and i loved it there it was such a carefree space for us yeah. it always felt so safe it just was perfect which yeah. is also like just so ironic because it's the place where they probably had the least yeah materialistic oh, absolutely they didn't have a room i mean that well that's where kirsten gave you the the cabinet that you talked about in one of your earlier episodes well, she didn't give me the cabinet I took that from Soilos. Oh, you took it from Soilos. She get that's she, where she gave took the picture of took, the cabinet. Yeah, that became so significant to her. She knows how important because that that's the apartment where I used that cabinet. Right. For them, for everything. That was like their be all end all, where they did everything. Yeah. From homework to dinner to whatever else, and that's that that's the picture that we have. So it's just kind of trippy that, like, even to her. And from what she says, apparently to Caden, it's such a sacred space for them, too. But I think, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, like, I told them that this is our place. Mm-hmm. Nobody else's, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I held my end of, the, of that bargain. Mm-hmm. I think that's why that place is so special for them, in a way, because it was like this, there was no other... We go back to the tainted memory reference, but it's also like there just wasn't any negative energy mm-hmm. that's from the past. Right. Which can happen. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, that whole ground zero shit and, and that that really, that's one place where I feel like I accomplished my goal. And then when bringing you into that space was very important to me. It was also very effortless mm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because I always told myself that if, if there ever was a woman, it would be you. So when it happened, it was kind of like, this has got it. It's like hitting the lottery where it's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, it was like, this This is, it's ridiculously... Um, like a, a, a an exciting numbing feeling it's like euphoric mm-hmm. that's exactly you know it's very yeah that's yeah. exactly what it was it was very euphoric yeah. it was you know i was so proud of you it was like you know i feel like and this is just my perception of it prior to this apartment you never really had your own space no it was you living at your parents house and you fighting your own feelings Mm -hmm. in those spaces not through anyone's fault of their own sure yeah but just you know the normal day-to-day then your parents going through a divorce Mm -hmm. you know whatever family things happen from day to day 
and then you, you know, dating and moving out and whatever all of those things may have been and then getting married and trying to do what you need to do to be a good man for for Heather mm -hmm. and for Kirsten, who was in vitro. And you never had that time, which no. also was like one of the reasons why I was like, you need this time. You never had that time alone. And so I feel like for me, that's what made that space all the more sacred because you went from not having any of that to then being truly alone for the first time mm -hmm. and being in Soilo's basement and fighting your own demons and finding your place of peace and being there. It was the first time I could see you at peace with yourself with your decisions, with where you had been and where you could see yourself going. And it was refreshing. It was the first time that I could see you as a grown man that was well put together and thinking things through and not fighting against the current anymore, but fighting with it to try to get to where you need to be. So we continued to date and mm -hmm. from dating, it became you being at my house more than you were at yours. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then you hit me with the, correct me if I'm wrong. You hit me with the, okay, look, I'm paying rent and I'm here way more than I am at my house. So... We're either going to figure something out or I I really need to spend more time in my house because yeah. I'm not going to keep paying this rent. Yeah, it was it was when we're always here. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say anything along the lines of we need to figure this out because I never wanted to force anything like that. But you're right. I was like, I'm, listen, I I need to start. Pretty much I was saying that I'm not I'm paying my rent and I'm all joking aside, quite literally only spending one day a month in my apartment. <laughs> like, I think from, I'm at Bat's Farm every day. Um, and it's like, damn, you haven't been in my apartment in like three weeks. So I said, listen, I, I need to start spending some more time at my apartment because I'm paying this rent. And the restless old Alexandra of you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to take my independence was like, okay, do it. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> yep. And, that's, and I did that a couple of times. And you did that for like three days. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Maybe we should just move in together. You're like, nah, I don't know if you really mean that. When you asked me that, I was like, holy shit. You're like, you miss independent miss i don't need nobody <laughs> and i was like dude don't rub it in just just go with it um and right, so i say that to you you're like okay fine let's move in together we it's a weekend and we're hanging out and we decide to say the heck with it I'm telling my parents and my brother 
Yeah. Right. I'm like, so we have news. Felix and I decided to move in together. And my dad was like, big gulp. Even though, mind you, I'm legit 31, 32. No, you're 30. You're 30, 31. 31. You just turned 31. I'm 31. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm 31. Right. right. You're in your 30s, early 30s. I've owned a house for 10 years. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I still respected, you know, what he was as a father. And I smell what you're cooking, dad, but especially, you know, being divorced. He yeah. was just trying to look out he for me. He was very protective. They all were, and rightfully so. I had to reassure him funny. that I my intentions were what do you pure. What did he say to you? Well, I'm he not going like, to say. I'm he was like, let's say, talk. I'm not going to say what he said entirely. Cause no, not that, but when he was like, you and I need to talk. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm that's not going to. He said, yeah, he said, uh, he said, come on. He said, come on. And we walked, we walked down the corridor at <laughs> Bat's Farm into... The other into the living room where anybody really could still hear us if they wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I reassured so that him was... that my intentions were pure. I was, you know, I got it. I just also knew, like, I wasn't going anywhere. That's all. Tw- that's all. Um, 2016. 2016. January. February. I'm sure, it was January. No. It was, you proposed in May. It was I proposed in May, so it was it was like March. Yeah, so I proposed in May. I proposed May tenth, mm-hmm. and you know, now we start discussing wedding plans. Oh, this is so exciting! So I love this part. I mean, I'm, I love all I'm the gonna, parts. Uh, of you're story. the one that came up with the idea of having a a surprise wedding right so so we were we were talking about you know we were already engaged and we started talking to our families about our wedding and of course like all families everybody starts to have an opinion and everybody starts with their own planning of how your wedding should be so then we talked about having a small scale wedding and we kind of somewhat started to plan that or think about that and then of course also came in all the inserts well we should probably think about inviting this person and we should probably think about doing this right it starts to get spiraling like most weddings do and And you start doing exactly what you say you were not going to do right and so we were actually i think in delaware at your mom's and that we were talking about things and i was jokingly saying well you know, maybe we'll just have a surprise wedding. Right. And the kids got mad. Kirsten got mad. And she was like, that's not fair. It's I don't very... want you guys to get married and us not be there. Well, no, yeah. It would I don't want there. it to be like you guys go away for a weekend and come back and you're like, surprise, I'm married. She thought we would elope. Right. right. And that's what you clarified for her. You were like, well, we would never elope. We want you guys to be part of it. And it just became this joke. And right. then when we came home, I was like, you know what, babe? What if we actually had a surprise wedding where we take the pressure off of everyone and you and I plan it and we just plan a party and we invite them to a party and it becomes a wedding. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I actually kind of really like that idea. Yeah. 
So we started kind of really thinking about it, and we landed on having an an engagement party, and it was going to be very small. We were going to have our invitations state that it was an engagement party. Mm-hmm. No gifts were required or needed, and there was no real dress code, but it was going to be at said country club, Media Heights Golf Club. There was a dress code. It was it was it, semi-formal. It was, it, we didn't have a dress code on our invite. No, no, no. We didn't. Have it a- was a you choose what you feel like you should wear to a golf club. Okay. Because the whole thing was we didn't want people to have to feel like they needed to spend extravagant money on attire to go to an evening wedding, which is exactly what people go through. Sure. Sure. And so we kind of talked about it and we planned it out. We started to meet with vendors and everybody was just like, I've never done something like this. I'm all in. Every yeah. vendor that yeah. we talked to was just 100% in because they had never done never anything be, like that. Right. First time they ever did this. So we went to Media Heights. Which is a golf club in... Uh, right a, off of Willow called, Street Pike. Call country club. They're called country clubs, right? Yeah. Golf club, golf club members, is like the whatever. actual, like the actual. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't. I feel like country club sounds really fancy, and that's what it was. It was a country club. We're not fancy people. Just stop. No, 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 no. But that's what it was. It was a country club. Those places are called country clubs. They have memberships, right? And that's what I mean. Country club and and Media Heights is a country club, and Willow Street. Willow Valley. Off of Willow Street. Off of Willow Street, yeah. Right. So, nice so, spot. right. So, we plan this, we start to plan this event. And our thought process was we were going to set it off as an engagement party. It would turn into the wedding. We meet with vendors. Everybody's on board. We start to send invites out. Once we have our wedding announcement or engagement announcement better said out my cousin's husband shout out to angel castillo who has always worked on all of my gowns since i was a little girl because i was in his wedding angel approached me and was like i'm retiring i'm not gonna make gowns anymore but if you would allow me i'll make your wedding gown and i'm like holy crap Right. How often do you have the opportunity to have a custom-made wedding gown? But I was also like, holy crap. Right. Angel is a last-minute work-to-the-wire kind of guy. How am I going to make it work that he actually has my gown done on time when he doesn't know that my wedding is my wedding? Yeah, unbeknownst to him, he was... <laughs> he was- uh, making your wedding gown f- for your wedding that he was not aware it was the Happy. wedding. <laughs> he thought it was the engagement party. Right. He thought the wedding was a lot be... of different levels. Yeah. There's a lot of levels to this. We're not usually big liars, but everybody needs to know that nobody knew except for the vendors. Like Felix's kids didn't even know my kids. Nobody knew. Uh, My best friend didn't know. Just the guy that John, I can't remember his last name, the guy that married us. I know. He was so great. Great guy. Yes, we met at Starbucks. I remember that. Real cool cat. Um, My cousin who made the cakes, plugs to um, 
sweet cakes and treats. She, she thought she it was, was an engagement party. Right, she, she, she found out the day of delivering right. the wedding get the wedding cake right. and cupcakes. Leo, Literally, Leo was, with the music, right. same thing. Leo Diaz in the mix. L- Leo thought he was showing up to play music for an engagement party, and walked in, and we hit him with, "Guess what we're doing?" and that was it. I think everybody kind of rolled with it really well. They did. It could have gone off the hinges, you know, but it didn't. Like, because people tend to kind of like not panic, but they're not prepared for a wedding. Right. When you have music for a certain event and it becomes another event, mm-hmm. that kind of throws you off your game a little bit. And everybody rolled so well with the punches. So we we have this plan. We send the invites out. It's for an engagement party. It's a very small group of people that we invite. Game day comes and we prep. Actually, it was kind of funny because before game day, you know, moms to the wedding party is huge staple. And our moms were like, wow, you're we're really dressing up. Not so much your mom because your mom's just she's just a diva. She's just ready to freaking rock. It's true. My mom is a little more humble and isn't just used to dressing up. Not that she's more humble than your mom. She's just not used to so dressing your mom, up. Mom's kind of humble, but I don't know what you mean. Yeah, she, your mom's your mom's very humble. She's just ready to rock and roll. Yeah, she does. My mom's always been like that. Like I could call your mom right now and be like, "Mama Dukes." Yeah. You try and go out, and she'd be like, "I'll meet you halfway." No, no, no. I don't think she. I don't. I don't think. I think she might. Mom, she'd be like, "What's the dress code?" I think it would depend on the night with my mom. No, I think. I think she might. I don't know. Might depend on the night with Harry, but with me, I think she'd be like, let's go. But Appreciate you giving my space. It's only because it's you. Anywho. Special treatment. So, I am a little privileged when it comes to your mom. So, my mom, it was like a funny story. I was just telling the story the other day that when, when I brought a dress to my mom to try on for the wedding, she literally, I'll never forget it. She was like, well, if this is what you want me to wear to the engagement party, I don't know what you want me to wear to a wedding. I'm going to be dressed like for a gala. <laughs> it was so funny. And I was just like, oh, mom. You're like, just go with it, please. Just trying to hook you up. I'll never forget. It was so cool for me because I got to drive to our wedding with you. Right. And it was... And we were stressing, but in a good way. Yeah. It was like the anticipation. Yes. Nobody knew but us, so we st- were trying to keep it like right. so cool. It didn't feel like stress. It felt it like, like, like uh, an- ex- adrenaline. Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah. like We, we were to trying to make sure the kids right. looked good right. without them realizing that it needed to be a big hoopla. Right. And we left, and we had a moment together yep. alone. Yeah. Where we could enjoy the weather. It was a beautiful sunny day. Yep. And we got to drive up that drive during this season and see the changing colors of the leaves. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. And open the windows enough to get the fresh air. It is so beautiful. And try not to hit the deer that are running out in front of you. Thanks for running the moment. Sorry. So we get there and our guests start to arrive. We are all hanging out. We're in this kind of back room-ish where there's a bar and there's hors d'oeuvres and where there's light music and we're just having a party. Yeah. And then we had asked Ronnie to give a speech 
Yeah, I wrote something for her to read last minute, which she wasn't comfortable with because she's like me. She doesn't. She likes to be prepared. So I kind of knew I was putting it on the spot, but I knew that it would pay off. It would be worth it. Her reading it was important because she's she was big, so significant she's a to big, us. Big part of the reason why we're together. So I had written out a small little brief uh, story of our story it was kind of like I wrote out how we met and a little bit about us and at the very end of it which she didn't know which she wasn't aware of right she got the writing earlier so that she could wouldn't be a hundred percent caught off guard right I gave her I gave her the copy of it beforehand but I just didn't I changed the end of it mm-hmm. when I gave her and she was really upset with me because she didn't understand why she needed to read what I was giving her then. Mm-hmm. She already <laughs> had a copy of what I gave her before. Right. And so I was like, well, I made just a little couple changes and she was getting flustered with that. But I knew that the change wasn't that that drastic for her. And she just needed to trust me. Right. Which is which is hard for you know when you have anxiety uh, when you have anxiety I have my and you're anxiety being put on the spot. and when you put me on the spot it's it's I like I don't like losing my stability right so, so I knew I knew what I was doing to, to my her. sister but I also knew that I needed her to trust me because I wasn't going to put her in a position where you know she would she would feel lost and it paid off because. She read through it, and uh, when she got to the end, where the end then said, you know. We're inviting you to join us at our wedding. Right. She was kind of. She took a pause. She She was reading it for what it was. She wasn't just recitefully reading it because Mm -hmm. she paused as soon as she started to read that. Yeah. And And she she became emotional. Yep. And she was surprised. Everybody was surprised. And that's what we wanted. It was a really cool experience, to be honest. And, you know, everybody that was helping us at the venue was watching along because they all knew what was coming. From there was a quick turn. I mean, from there, we end up finding out that David was making inappropriate jokes, as per usual, to the guy that was about to marry us. He had no idea because he was there without his... (laughs) Without his traditional, well, he had his collar with him, but he didn't have it on. He didn't have it on, so David's making inappropriate jokes to <laughs> who he thought was just a a, a friend a of ours, a friend of ours that we invited from somewhere, <laughs> and and uh, and then when we make the announcement, John, John was out, like, oh, "Oh fuck! I hope his name is John." I hope so we too. keep calling him John. I'd be so upset if it's not. Oh man, shit. Anyway, anyway, he pulls out his collar and puts it in. And now David's face went from. I think he was with my brother. Yeah. They were about both shit in their pants. He just had his laughter changed to shock and sorrow (laughs) real quick. And at that point, I asked Maddie and Mai to come help me change. Yes. And I went and put on my gown. You went downstairs and changed into your suit for us to get married in. We got married. And my daddy was at the top of the stairs waiting for me. And I have an awesome picture. It's one of my favorite pictures of all time of my daddy receiving me when I came up those stairs in my gown. Yep. And 
I married you. And here we are. Here we are. Five years. <laughs> Five years. Five years and two little girls. Five years, a house, a car, two yeah. kids, a bachelor's degree, and a podcast. <laughs> the podcast is is just just starting, but it, a lot has happened in five years. In the midst of that, we also have a child that graduated from high school to college yeah. and becoming a nurse. Yep. A child graduating from high school to college and a child graduating from elementary to high school and is doing amazingly well for his first year of high school. Yes. So proud of him because it can be such a tumultuous year. Yes, high school or elementary, middle school and high school. And now we have a college student. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a it's been a lot of moves in a yeah. short amount of time. Yeah. And it's a short amount of time. That's what keeps getting me is like. Sometimes I think I'm becoming stagnant and then I have to take a quick recap. <laughs> I think I don't know if anybody else has that experience where they feel like they're not doing enough. And then you take a step back and you're like, oh, fuck. No, I, I mean, I, I think I'm just trying. I want I want everything that I wanted now, but it's in the little things. It's like, you know, I want to be in a better place financially now i want the house upgraded and fixed how i want it now and it's only been five years you know but it seems like it's like man i can't we 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 are it's like we feel like we're being stagnant it's like no we're fine but it's hard to think of it that way when you're living in it and you're constantly making repairs because your wife just didn't want a new home. She wanted a house with character. So we bought a house from the 70s. Yeah, we bought a house that was built in 1973. <laughs> that only had one previous family owning it. It was owned by a man and a woman who then raised their children. Mm-hmm. One of which then bought the house and raised his family in it. Mm-hmm. And, now and we he have. sold it to us. And here we are. And luckily so far, you know, this year we haven't had much uh, repairs. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Last year it was just. One after another. With the pandemic. And, and a it pandemic. Was like, it was like, well, you know, we're just going to hit you with everything. We had leaks coming from upstairs from our master bedroom, leaking down into the bathroom down here and into the walls. And we had to get all that gutted into the laundry room and then we had the refrigerator leak floors done twice floors done twice we had a tree get knocked over from the wind and take the fence down had to get the fence put back up uh, a lot of blah 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 garage doors and yeah it's just all a bunch of moral of the story is shit happens you always feel like it's not gonna end when you're in it and it always feels like it's insurmountable but when you're with the right person. Mm-hmm. And like I always say, when it comes to marriage, you choose to love one another. The conscious choice, right? Every day isn't perfect. You have your battles. You have your moments of dislike. But at the end of the day, it's a choice. 
I choose to love you every single day of our marriage. I choose to honor you and our family and us. And even when it's not simple, and even when it's really hard, I choose you. And even when it's really hard for me to be loved, you choose me. Marriage is a choice. It's not always perfect. It has its ups and downs. It's a choice. To be faithful, to be loyal, to stay in it 100%. It's a choice. So, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. It was well said. I was going to say something not so not so cool like you just said. I was, <laughs> I was going to say, like we say at work, you, you got to want it. You got to want it. That's all. But the way you said it was better. You do have to want it. You have to want it. And I keep, you know, looking around at the house and I keep thinking back to the apartment and I look around at all the the changes that have made and and I believe people can relate to that because everybody one way or another you're hopefully you're dealing with growth and you can look around and see change and I like to look back and remember the very beginning of it you know like I get frustrated and I get really 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 in my own way with wishing I had more time to do this, that, and a third at home. And I got to take a step back and just remember that, but we have this home, little things like the sunset. I love looking at the sunset from our backyard. It's cool. The Cardinals that fly around that we have gotten used to these past four and a half years little things like that and I remember when I was in my apartment I had windows in my living room and I could just see the building directly next to me I didn't have much of a view so it's good to remember the beginning is it grounds me and it's humbling but it's also like perspective like man we, we, we did a lot in a short amount of time and I feel like if anybody has done a lot in a short amount of time, then they should give themselves some time to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's that's hard for me. And maybe that's hard for other people, too, is, is allowing yourself to appreciate your accomplishments, the little things. Mm-hmm. An it, attitude of gratitude. It's okay, yeah, it's okay to to, to appreciate Take time to appreciate your accomplishments, even the little things. It's okay. You're allowed. And I'm learning that still. That's something that's difficult for me. But, And it's almost like you get caught up in the day-to-day and then you realize, holy shit, I'm, let me take a step back. I'm exactly where I want to be. I'm exactly where I was hoping I would be. I'm just so caught up in it that I I didn't even see it happen. I'm still, I'm, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm still praying for it and i'm like i'm but i'm there Mm -hmm. that's where like you know like when i tell the kids sometimes you can't tell the trees from the forest when you're too close 
you got to take a step back. And But I'm grateful that I can do that in our relationship because I know what it's like not to be able to do that. And I'm happy that our our time together is continued. Um, I don't want to say education because that just sounds so boring, but I, it, I'm genuinely learning from my relationship with you. Continuous through all four seasons. Continuous through all four seasons. Look at that. You stole that. You're welcome. Damn, that was good. We should probably just end it here. It's bad. Damn, you were continuous like, through all four seasons. You were like fucking end the damn podcast already. <laughs> Just fucking end it. That's not what I was saying. You were like, I'm fucking crying. Just fuck. Shut up. You can't challenge anything. All right. Bye. All right. Continuous through all four seasons. Let me wrap this up for you. Oh, oh it's the Journeyman Chronicles. Stay continuous all four seasons. This is, that's the that's the part of the Lost Files part. This is where it gets this is cut and scraps on that nailed cutting, it. cutting room floor. Totally nailed it. <laughs> Soilo's about to hire me. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like literally drawing up a contract. He's actually right now texting me like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did she just say? Did she just say? <laughs> Did she just say? <laughs>